the world of statistics and analytics have been rebranded in today's uh, world in that analytics or probabilities have always been utilized in football. But in football, unlike baseball, where there's clear statistics that matter, that tell you and paint the correct story about a player's abilities, football is very misleading. It, the team statistics, the individual statistics, uh, yeah, they're actually correct if they are graded correctly. But what does it tell you? It often tells you the wrong story. Oh, it tells you a story. It may be the wrong story. So much about football is misunderstood by those that really don't have a background in it. NFL statistics and data have come a long way, and advanced metrics and analytics prevent, uh, present a, a smarter-looking game. However, it gives people a false idea, in many cases, of what truly matters and why it matters. So we're going to get into some things that I think that should be looked at, or at least the way I look at things when I break down players, teams, coaches, schemes. I'm looking at things a little bit differently than the statistical guy. I'm looking at it from a football standpoint. That is the topic today on the Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Uh, you can make sure that you get each and every one of our shows and be notified as such by subscribing for free, liking and sharing the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, Spotify. So make sure that you do that. And we'd appreciate you spreading the word about what we're doing here on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Also, We'd love it if you join us over at LandryFootball.com. You can get more detailed film room breakdowns and analysis at LandryFootball.com uh, by joining the uh, joining us on the scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we've got going. It'll take you through um, all the way through the rest of this offseason, all the way through next football season, uh, recruiting, the draft, uh, transfer portal, uh, you know, free agency in the NFL, if it involves college football or the NFL, if it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, you name it, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's the 12-month uh, deal that we have. It's the best deal that we've got going. Um, the most expensive deal is $10 a month, less than $10 a month, actually, at, if you try it out for a month. It's cheaper than that if you try it out for six months. If you get it for 12 months on the scouting season offer, it's the best deal that we've got going. So there's some things to look at. For example, I'm going to take a few things that kind of jump out at me. Do you know that scramble yards um, equals passing yards and not rushing yards? When a quarterback scrambles, it happens on a pass play. Obviously a passing situation. And behind pass blocking against pass rushers and pass coverage. The only run part of it is the quarterback who didn't happen to throw the football. So when you are looking at how to grade a team's performance in the passing down, you need to look at scramble yards, positive or negative, as a part of the pass game. Yet it's part of the run game. Well, again, it's not a design run. So it doesn't give you, it gives you a false indication of what your run game is doing or what your pass game is doing. For example, the Bears last year led the league with 177 rushing yards per game, but Justin Fields' scrambles accounted for almost 23% of that. 
Without those, the Bears averaged 137 yards rushing per game, which ranked fourth. Still good, but not elite level. People look at that stack. Hey, it's true. They led the league with 177 rushing yards per game. That's great. That's fact. They did. Yeah, it is fact. But 23% of that is on a pass play that Justin Fields runs. Now, that is an indication of success or failure, depending on whether you succeed or not, on the pass game, not the run game. So look at that. And that's something you need to break down. That's not how statistics are capped in football. But it's something you need to understand and you need to get a better view on. Um, if you look at first or second in 10 or less in, in non-two-minute situations, they're also, also often referred to as normal down and distance. This is where defenses must account for the run and the pass. It's where the run game should be evaluated. Um, with scrambles discarded, for example, the Rams, their run game ranked seventh, 87 yards per game. That's still good, but again, not special. So when you're looking at separating stats by down and distance, it gives you an indication of how successful you truly are at doing a certain thing because that's where you're facing appropriate defenses. Play calling should be examined in in those terms. So, um, you know, the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, that coach, Apologize for not running the football more uh, in 2022 with Racine Mostert. Um, they were 31st in total rushing attempts. But it wasn't as lopsided as it appeared in um, normal down and distance situation. They ranked 21st in rushing attempts and run play frequency. So when offenses talk about establishing the run and defense talk about stopping it, they're talking about normal down and distance situations. You should grade that. I mean, you can look at the overall numbers. It, it paints a picture, but it paints the wrong picture. So if you look at the statistics on down and distance, based in, in the uh, categorized in down and distance, that'll tell you who truly is a good run defense, a good run offense. Um, you run plays by success rate instead of yardage is something that is looked at too. Now, Getting big chunks of 25-yard runs is it's great. But what you're trying to do running the football is you, you get an average of five yards a run. Stay ahead of the chains. Control the flow of the game. Dictate to the defense mentally and physically. Um, getting explosive runs are just I – mean, that's great. That's just extra. That's, that's a cherry on the top of the Sunday. So – in certain instances, a team that runs the ball for five yards or more on seven of 10 snaps for a total of 51 yards can achieve more in its ground game with a team that runs five yards on two of its 10 snaps, but total 60 yards. In other words, if you run the football and you happen to break one and you get a 20-yard run and another 20-yard run, that may sound great, but if the next five runs you can't gain many yards, that's not nearly as effective as somebody that gains five yards a carry every time. That's a good running team. Okay, that's the ability to dictate. That is what helps you win. You know, getting an explosive run is, again, it's just something that sometimes is a byproduct. It's great, 
But that's the explosive play. I, I don't look at that as something that is necessarily good on the offense. It's more of an indication of the defense having to overplay certain things and you get explosive plays. You know, nobody nobody consistently gashes people and runs for 10 yards a carry. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, if you run the football and you can average five yards a carry, six yards a carry, you're controlling the game. You're doing it consistently. So I think that's important. Um, you get the average yards per uh, per carry is factored into oftentimes where you get these reverses or jet sweeps that when you get 40, 45 yards. Well, that gives an indication that, oh, yes, the average six yards a carry, Chris. No, they didn't. They averaged two and a half. They got most, they got their big plays on two explosive runs. That's not an indication of how well you run. That's an indication quite frankly, of how ineffective you are running the football and getting an explosive player to tends to camouflage that. So that's something that I look at. Um, when you're looking at if quarterbacks under center and gives the ball on a jet sweep, it's a handoff and a run. If a quarterback's in the shotgun, uh, gives the ball to a jet sweeper, it's a pass because the quarterback happens to push the ball six inches through the air. Uh, that's a run play, and you need to factor that into run game success and wide run success and not, you know, pass play um, statistics, which, again, the little shuttle pass is not an indication of how good your passing game is. If you get five of those a game and you get 50 yards on it and you end up with with a gaudy-looking statistic of passing yardage, it's – you did not get in the ball downfield. That's not an indication. Um, when you spike the ball, I mean, that's that that's an incompletion. Uh, it should not be considered incompletion. Um, it, you know, I think you have to put it in a separate category. I do. Um, there are turnovers that aren't turnovers. An interception or lost fumble on the final play of the half does not result in a change of possession or a flip field position. So I don't count a turnover at the end of the half. Okay, so when you say, well, I got four turnovers, but you had three. Because the last one was at the end of the half. Um, that didn't change field position. There's no risk involved. Don't care about it. Not a turnover. Um, it's no different than if you'd been an incompletion or you took a kneel down. So that's not a true turnover. Um, a fourth down turnover often has a similar effect. A missed field goal to me is like a turnover. Barring a long return, a fourth down incompletion nets the same result as a punt. So, from a team statistical standpoint, either don't count the interceptions as interceptions or since it's a fourth down and completion can have dramatic field position impact, count those as turnovers. So I think that's when you're grading film, you have to understand that. You have to understand situations. And those things, again, can fade, uh, paint a false picture. 
I look at interceptions as a team stat more than a quarterback stat. Um, one of the things that people look at is what is the touchdown to interception ratio for the quarterback? Doesn't tell you the story of the quarterback. It gives you a stat. It doesn't tell you the right story. Um, you know, I would say, based upon film grade, that an interception is about 60 to 65% the quarterback's fault. Okay. There's 40 to 45% of the time it's due to something else. So if you want to include it as a quarterback stat, go ahead. Um, but until you break down all the film, you just, obviously, you, you don't have the time, don't have the know-how to look at the film, so you just repeat what you hear, and that's what people do. Um, receivers make mistakes. Pass rush impact. Exceptional defensive plays. So you need to you need to break down the film and know how to break down film to know where the fault lay, and again, 60 to 65 percent of the time an interception is the quarterback's fault um i think a a penalty should count into yardage if he you've got a great receiver and he draws pass interference that absolutely should um result in you know at least it needs to be put at okay here's the here's the receivers you know x receivers yardage per game and here's the also the yardage that he generated through pass interference penalties i mean so if he had a 100 yard day and he got 100 more yard he got say 70 yards more from penalties that's a 170 yard performance the majority, overwhelming majority of pass interference result, results from a receiver beating a defender. So even more than half of the defensive pass interference that result from an underthrown ball, a receiver beating a defender initiated the throw often. So should go same should go for holding. We should consider a drawn holding foul as a sack or at least a half sack because it does, does not come with a loss of down. Holding typically... Um, occurs when a blocker was sloppy. Uh, it it uh, 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 when when he got beat. Um, it doesn't always come down when he was a sloppy technique. It's because he got beat. When you break down film, if a guy gets beat, um, and he holds, that's a penalty. Well, that's as good as a sack. I mean, you get, you know, you gotta you've got to account for that. Um. I think screen passes explore the defense entirely differently than a conventional downfield pass. They're the run play version of a pass. So count rush yards, pass yards, and screen yards separately. It paints a clearer picture. Again, I'm not saying that you're going to see these rules, these statistical rules change, because again, understanding that and 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 doing it correctly, it, it it needs to be simplified for people who do stats. But on film breakdowns, when you break down it, you 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 do things like this to get a better understanding of what your team is doing and what it's not doing. So I want to have 
rushing yards, passing yards, and screen yards separately. It, it, it paints a clearer picture. Um, and again, dare you to see it and understand it are, um, are a big problem. The offense and defense rankings, they still rank teams by yards gained and allowed. It's points that matter. Um, if an offense throws a pick six to, an, to a defense, the current ranking system attributes these points to the commander's defense and the Giants' offense. This is incorrect. Um, I mean, this is not. So team A throws a pick six to team B. Team uh, The points are attributed to team A's defense and the, and the team B's offense. It's, that's backwards. So if your team A's offense throws a pick six, it, 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 it's the uh, team B's defense that deserves the credit, and the negative goes to team A's offense. Those rankings, they rank them differently. If if you're concerned about those defensive scores being reflected somewhere in the stats and rankings, ranking units by net points. An offense that scores three touchdowns, that's what I always did. So I took, and I always looked at yards because I think that's important, but points are more important, and that's how you should rank them. Um, if an offense that scores three touchdowns, 18 points, and throws a pick six, nets 12 points. Okay, so you got 18 points, but you gave up six. That's what your net points are. The offense would rank higher than the offense that nets 11 points, even if the 11-point offense gained more yards. So I think those things are important to understand. Um, a reminder, you can get more Inside information and analysis on the game of football, college or NFL over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer today that we've got going. Um, you can try it out for a month or six months. The scouting season offer will get you the best deal. It'll get you 12 months of information and analysis. If it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college or NFL level, got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure to check it out today. Also, for free, you can subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network, and we encourage you to do that and spread the word around. That way, you get notified whenever we uh, drop a podcast. So, we always appreciate you joining us, and uh, we wish you uh, a good day, and uh, we hope that you will join us over at LandryFootball.com and the Landry Football Podcast Network. So, we'll talk more football next time right here. So long, everybody.